I got a few questions here I want to talk to you about, and I want to see how you process this. It's a conversation we're having about morality and law and prayer and religion and why do oppressive governments fear opposing faith and religion, and they kind of want to get rid of it specifically. When you think about what Mao, Stalin, Karl Marx, what they believed in, they got to get people to believe in God less, and it sounds like we're kind of going in that direction in certain places. Then we pulled up some weird data. What country prays the most? What countries go to church the most? What age prays the most and why? And we pulled up a scale, like, what is really the difference between different religions when it comes down to certain morals and values? Same-sex marriage. Change today with Catholic. I don't know if you saw what the Pope said. Killing, adultery, stealing, sex change. What are some similarities between Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Judaism, Hinduism? What is it? And where does morality come from and how it differs from law? We're going to talk about that today. Morality. Where does morality come from? If I was to ask you right now, where does morality come from? What would you say? Would you say, well, I was just born a moral person. You think you and I are born moral? Do you do certain things or not do certain things because you're just so moral above and beyond everybody else? They say morality comes from three different places and every one of them makes an argument for whatever it is. Let's entertain all three of them. One is divine. It comes from God. It comes from a manual and then we learn about it. So we stop killing each other or killing friends or you know, adultery with somebody else's wife and he's married and you, or vice versa, she's married, you go after the husband. Or same-sex marriage according to Quran, you know how they are not for it, not accepted, Christianity not accepted, not addressed in scripture for Buddhism and not accepted in Judaism and diverse perspective in Hinduism and adultery and stealing, not accepted, not accepted, not accepted, not accepted, sex change, not addressed, they didn't talk about it in the Bible, not addressed, not addressed, not addressed, not addressed. And you talk about these things. Okay, one area of morality maybe comes from divine, church, religion. Uh, some say, no, no, it's, it's, it's based on a social contract that we have. Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of talked about this as we, as the populace, have a social contract to do what's right for the other person. And you are liable as a social contract to get the vaccine to, you know, and that, that was the pitch. What, what, wait a minute, what, I never signed this social contract. And, and the other one is individual reason, like stoicism, you know what's right. You feel it in your conscience, and that's where morality comes from. But does it? Now, if you're an atheist and maybe you're morally sound, but you don't believe in God, but you know, you're like, well, I've been, I've been like this my entire life, but maybe your parents taught you the right morals and values, and maybe they were faith-based, and if they weren't faith-based, maybe their parents were, but eventually in the lineage, somebody, you know, lived a morally right life. Well, that's what laws are for. Laws are different than moral laws. You just follow because you don't want to go to jail. You don't want to pay a fine. You don't want to do certain things. You don't want to get sued. Those are laws. Morality, I just don't think this is the right thing to do. Having said that, when you think about this, we go in the direction of different religions and what they're doing, and we think about prayer, what they're taking out. So having said that, let me tell you a couple things that different people have said in the past. Thomas Jefferson said, the two enemies of the people are criminals and the government. So let us tie the second down with the chains of the Constitution. So the second will not become the legalized version of the first, which is criminals. And what if government starts recruiting criminals and they work together against you? By the way, this happened. Some people may be watching this in different countries saying that's what's going on in Mexico right now. That's what's going on in XYZ right now. Some of them may be going on in America right now. That's the fear, right? Watch this. Karl Marx, author of the Communist Manifesto, said communism begins when atheism begins. 
Communism begins when atheism begins. Why? Do you need people to stop believing in a higher law so their God is replaced with the government? Oh, the government's my God and a ruler or president becomes my God? Okay, maybe this guy just wrote a book. He didn't know what he was talking about. How about Mao? Here's what Mao said. During the Cultural Revolution, religion became a target of Mao's campaign to eliminate the four olds. Four olds. Old things, old ideas, old customs, and old habits and replace it with Mao, the new thing. I am who you follow and I rule over you. Not God, not this. To the point where all religion activities were banned and religious personnel were persecuted, parliamentary Red Guard attacked or destroyed many temples, shrines, churches, and mosques, and some were abandoned, closed, or confiscated. Chinese people who wanted to maintain their faith, practice, and secret. And even today, Xi, in 2013, when you think about what he said, the government banned evangelization online, tightened controls over Christian activities outside of registered venues, and shut down churches that refused to register. Authorities also arrested prominent church leaders and some Christian reportedly have held in camps. Christianity in China is governed by several sets of rules. So if you want to practice Christianity in China, you got to do it underground. And Stalin, he argued, the new socialist man was an atheist one, free of the religious chains that had helped to bind him to class oppression. Here's a guy talking about class oppression that took everything away from everybody and he became the powerful one. It's interesting how they spun it. He closed churches, synagogues, and mosques and ordered the killing and imprisonment of thousands of religious leaders in an effort to eliminate even the concept of God. So it didn't matter what the religion was, whether you were a Christian, a Jew, or a Muslim, got to get rid of these. Why? He saw this as a way of getting rid of a past that was holding people back and marching towards the future of science and progress called the Stalin's Holy War, which was religion. And the Godless Five-Year Plan launched in 1928 gave local cells of anti-religious organizations, League of Militant Atheists, new tools to establish religion. And by the way, keep in mind, I'm coming from a place of, uh, I, I'm a faith guy. Faith is risky, right? You, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen after we die. There's a risk we're taking, whether you believe in God or not. If you don't believe, there's a risk. If you do believe, there's a risk. I'm not coming from a place of certainty. Where I am coming from a place of certainty is if we eliminate faith or the opportunity for people to have a different religion, you have to replace that with somebody coming out with the morality, and then we start questioning everything. What makes you think it's immoral for somebody to come off and chop off their private parts and transition. Who says it's immoral? Who are you to say it's immoral? Well, my religion does. Well, your religion, you believe in religion? You're that naive? You're going to take your morality based on a book written by however many people 2,000 years ago, and it's been translated so many times. What makes you think it was written about this? What makes you say, oh, maybe they're right. So you know what? I will take my morality from this governor in California or from this president from Delaware, and maybe that's what I need to do and, and uh, yeah, I'm really starting to question this concept of morality. Wow, I never thought about this before. And then that's the whole game. And then they'll introduce, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, this is okay. Yeah, this is okay. No, it's not okay. And if you're somebody that's single watching is like, I don't know where the hell Pat's coming from. I thought we can talk about this. And what is this all about? But if you're married with kids, you're sitting there saying, this is a worry of mine and a concern of mine. What's been eliminated for this to become normal? Prayer from school. So where daily prayer is most common? Nigeria, according to Statista, 95% of the time. Iran, 87%. Then it's India. Then it's Brazil. Then it's us. Right now in Iran, 99.4% of the people there are Muslims with their religion. In America, it's diverse, right? Remember, there's also this element of the government using the religion to force you to do something. That's not what we're talking about here. 
We're not talking about some countries that rule their people with God said this and guilt and all this other stuff. Listen, go practice your church, but why are some of these totalitarian oppressive places trying to eliminate opposing ideas of faith? What if people believe in a God that something is possible and I can do this, I can overcome this? Are those types of people tough to control? Are those types of people enemies of the state? Are those types of people enemies of a controlling oppressive state? Of course they are. We don't need people to have faith. What happens if we have people that have faith? You believe the future looks bright? That's not a good thing. We should get people to believe the future is bad and ugly and nasty. Oh my God. Control. You do what we do. We're here to protect you and morality. And I Everything I'm telling you is you've seen in movies and you've seen in some countries we've read, read about in history books. Could it happen in your country? Well, never happen in America. Why not? If we get rid of morality and I were like, yeah, who cares? That's the guy. Say, who cares? His wife. Yeah, okay, who cares? It's, some, not a big, it's a kid. I can't marry this. Yeah, but, but this 42-year-old man loves this 13-year-old girl. So morality, moral, yeah, but Bible is... Do you see how weird this gets? Slippery slope. And this is all a byproduct, in my opinion, of tolerant Christians who are sitting there and thinking, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe tolerant Catholics and maybe tolerant this. It's a slippery slope. If you're a parent, this is something, again, I'm thinking about this. So we look at stacks. Weekly worship attendance is most where life is the shortest. Makes sense. Again, keep in mind, these are all questions that I want you to process and think about, right? Because I'm, yeah, I'm kind of going through it with you. I, I can show you a lot of data. When you look at data, here's what you'll notice. Countries where life expectancy expectancy is the lowest, people pray the most. Countries where life expectancy is the highest, people pray the least. Countries where are the wealthiest, they pray the least. For example, if I were to look at what countries, you know, pray the most, Afghanistan, Nigeria, Senegal, Chad, Iran, these guys pray a lot. If I say countries that pray the least, Norway, Switzerland, Ireland, Austria, Germany, right? And U.S., even though, you know, we have one of the higher life expectancies in the world, we pray. 53% of U.S. pray. I can give you this data and, you know, all this other stuff, but I want to, I want to make, I want to make the one point here. And I want you to really think about this here. What is better for society? What is better for you, your kids, your family, where you live, no matter what part of the country or the world you're living in? Is it better for the people to fear God? Is it better for people to fear their government? Or is it better for people to fear being socially ostracized? So let's kind of unpack that, those three questions for you. And you get to answer this question for yourself. If people fear God based on certain set of values and principles because they want favor from God and they want grace from God, will they be a better net positive to society? And by the way, I'm not talking about, you know, fanatical where, you know, the whole, the, the church and state separation between some governments want you to only believe in their church. Trust me, I lived in Iran and they use their religion as a fear they impose on their people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about America. You want to be Christian? Go ahead. Scientology? Go ahead. LDS? Go ahead. Atheist? Go ahead. Agnostic? Go ahead. That, that whole concept in America is we're talking about. But let's go to it. Is it better for when, when the populace fears God? Or is it better when we fear the government? Oh my God. Oh, I fear the president. Oh, fear, fear the government. Governor, California, what if? Fear you, man. Don't say anything. Or is that fear of you socially? Hey, don't say anything. What if we get canceled? What's my real opinion on the transgender? No, what's my real opinion on this? Oh my God. They're not going to be accepting me. I'm not going to be able to go to that party. What's better for society? I'm sorry. What is better for society? If I have to sit there and fear my kids going to school and praying to a God. Yeah, we don't believe in God. I don't care. Prayer by itself is strong, positive affirmation. So imagine what a prayer is really all about. Thank you, God, for this great life you've given me. Well, I don't really have a great life. I have an average life. Can you find something to be grateful for? I can't. 
Thank you, God, the fact that my mother is still alive. Thank you that you've given 32 years of my dad in my life. I have friends that don't have a father in life. Thank you that I know both my mom and my dad. Thank you for keeping me healthy, and thank you for being able to go to the school and learn a few things. Is that that scary to start the day being grateful and thankful? Does that make the relationship of the kids with the parents better? Does that make the relationship with the kids and their peers better? Do they become a better society if they are thankful and grateful? Do you see where I'm going with this? For me, I'm a little bit concerned about the direction we're going with, with the Pope coming out and saying, ah, it's okay, it's okay, another tolerant, you know, Christian figure, powerful figure. There's nobody more powerful than a Catholic church pope going out there saying, yeah, we accept and that's totally fine. It's going to be okay. It's not a big deal. We're all sinners. You know, these guys just sin in a different way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that too. So we, we're no longer following this, this, this book called the Bible, Mr. Pope. You know, it was written in you for many, many years. The reason why you're a Pope is because somebody back in the days was teaching out of this Bible and the Catholic Church got bigger. And we know the history of the Catholic Church and what happened and what's happened. Oh yeah, but let's do this. Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time with this. If there's any, I think a country where the populace fears God more than they fear their government, these people cannot be controlled and they inject more hope and, and confidence into the people than a society where people fear God or social ostracized. Oh my God, what if I get judged? I don't know about that. So for you, if you're watching this, well, what can I do about it? Challenge, impose, say, I'm not afraid. I believe in God. I think everything's gonna be okay. We're gonna pray. We are gonna be grateful. Have that conversation. At the end of the day, nobody knows 100% what's going on. The only thing is what society has proven better results. When we're asking this basic question on a podcast, why do Muslims move to Christian nation like America? But why do Christian people and Jews not move to Muslim nations? Why? Because maybe America economy tolerant, allowing others to coexist. We can maybe, what is that? Is there something good about that or not? No, you have to understand these are some questions that people are asking and these are valid questions. You may agree or disagree with it. That's where the debate starts and that's where the conversation begins. And that is something we at Valuetainment and PBD Podcast are very comfortable with because we need more of it today. If you got value out of this video, I got two videos I want you to think about watching. One of them is the angriest people in the world. And by the way, I'm my background is number three on this list. The other one is a Muslim versus Christian debate that we had where millions of people worldwide watched. If you've never seen it, Click here to watch that. This one is a debate. It, it gets heated. You're going to get angry one way or the other, but it's discourse, something we need more of in the world today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.